Today, I'd like to look at the question, what does marriage mean for you? Of course, this is something topical that we should look into, especially for those of us in this space, because some of us listeners who are uh, listening to the show, who are currently in the process of getting ready to create that life with your significant other, and then there are a couple of us that have been married for a while, five years, 10 years, 15, maybe more. But at the end of the day, this question boils down to the very root of what it is that we are engaging in or what it is that we are aiming for. What does marriage mean for you? Now, I'd like to start with the premise of the question in the first place. The reason why this thing has caught my attention is because I saw on Instagram a marriage seminar of sorts going on and the caption was, what does marriage mean for you? Now, I'm sure the organizers of the event are um, well-meaning, but I think they are asking the wrong question because I think the main question shouldn't be, what does marriage mean for you? But rather, it should be, what does marriage mean? The reason why I think we're better off looking at it that way, whether we are married right now or whether we're getting ready to get married in the future, you know, we're in a serious relationship, is because the second question, what does marriage mean for you, assumes that marriage is relative. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So, it assumes that marriage is relative. And that seems to be part of uh, what is going on um, in the modern world, uh, modern world these days, where people assume that uh, there's very little that is objective and that is true for everybody. And some things are relative. So, they are true for you, uh, but they are true for me. And they're also true for patients, my spouse, and maybe also true for your parents. But then all these truths don't have to be shared by all of us. So in other words, something can be true for me and can be true for patients, but not true for us both. And so this is putting marriage in one of those um, categories. So is marriage relative? Now, uh, this is my own um, understanding, and I hope you guys are going to track with me. Is marriage relative? From our experience, the way that we have lived marriages out so far, whether it is your parents' marriage or your marriage, or if you're currently in a relationship, you know, you guys are still doing boyfriend and girlfriend. From our experience, I would say the answer is no. Because you will see that I have a different understanding of marriage. Patience, that's my wife, has a different understanding of marriage. Maybe her parents have a different understanding of marriage. And my own parents might have a different understanding of marriage. But amidst all those understandings, we all have this idea that there's some objective ideal that we're aspiring to. So my father-in-law might think something different about marriage, but he does think that there's something objectively ideal or some objective beauty that we are aiming for. And even if my opinion is different, I also think that there is something that we're aiming towards as well. For instance, let's take marriage aside, but related to discipline of children. My father-in-law might have a different idea about discipline. My father might have a different idea about how to dis discipline children. And I might have a different idea about how to discipline children. But we might agree, but we all agree that it is a parent's role to discipline a child and why. So you can see now that we are 
we are in disagreement when it comes to the particulars. How do you discipline the child? But there's some objective ideal that we agree to that a parent should discipline a child. You'll find that there is no, well, at least not in Nigeria anyway, you find that there's no one who holds as an objective um, ideal that it is good for parents to let their children run around willy-nilly and discover things for themselves. Now, that idea is currently gaining ground uh, in the West. But um, using this example, you will see now that with all our um, different experiences concerning marriage, that we're all in agreement that there's some objective ideal that we're aspiring to. The question now is just, just what is this ideal? So the question now becomes uh, not what does marriage mean for you, but what does marriage mean and our role is to discover it and then conform to it. So as you guys are doing boyfriend and girlfriend or fiancé and fiancée, discover it and conform. As Patience and I are married, if we, uh, when we got married nine years ago, let's say we had wrong ideas about marriage, it's about discovering and then conforming to it and then we will be better off for it. Because if we're going to stick to this whole relative thing, then what happens? Relativity just leads to might makes right. Okay, So, if I am much more argumentative than patience, that's my wife, and I am stronger than patience because I'm physically stronger, and let's say I make more money than patience, and uh, let's see, what else? If everything is stacked in my favor, then my opinion of marriage is going to hold the day. And it's the same thing the other way around. If patience can beat me up, and if she has more money, and she's the one who has everything stacked in her favor, then her idea of marriage is going to carry sway. And I will end up feeling um, uh, abused and disenfranchised and hurt and maligned. And um, it's the same thing. So we really do have to shake off this idea that marriage is relative. Recognize that it's one of those things that has objective beauty or an objective standard and get back on the path of trying to figure out what that standard is. And I really think that that has been the challenge through all the ages. For our parents, for our grandparents, and our great-grandparents. So how do you discover that objective ideal? That is too much to cover in this podcast. And then plus, like I keep saying time and time again, I'm not a specialist in this field. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a priest. I'm not a psychologist. And I'm not an anthropologist. So I don't have all the answers here but there are some clues that we can find from some of the resources that we've been looking at um, on this podcast for a while law religion culture etc etc um so i'm not trying to give an exhaustive list but let me give some examples so from law and religion you can find that there's this idea that marriage has some exclusivity to it so in the judeo-christian worldview the exclusivity is one man one wife and some people argue, even from um, an anthropological, um, some people argue through anthropology that in most African traditional societies, that is the same. Man, one man, one wife. Although polygamy is more of an accommodation and not the ideal. But I'm not here to open that argument or not. But what I'm just trying to say is that looking at law and religion, you find that there's an idea of exclusivity. Whether it is one man to one wife or one man to 14 wives or whatever. But it is exclusive, not open. 
So these ideas of open marriages, fluid marriages, you know, stuff like that, it's not, I really don't think we are getting um, close uh, to the ideal. Or this idea of um, conditional marriages. Uh, we're married so long as one, two, three, and four um, checks out. You know, we're married until so long as, um, I don't know, we're married until, I mean, so long as my wife maintains a size eight or a size 10. If she starts approaching size 16 or size 18 or size 20, then I'm I'm looking for back doors. Or, I mean, whatever it is, it's not open and it's not conditional. Now, looking at it from the culture, cultural uh, angle, you'll find this whole idea about the reverence uh, for the home front. That we're married, we get together, we have a home, and the home should be regarded, in a sense, as sacred. Now, because I'm a man, I'm only going to speak about uh, the cultural implications for men. Because these days, uh, it's not wise or safe for a man to pontificate too much about what the role of a woman is. So I'll just stick to what the role of a man is. And also because I think a lot of the problems that we have today in society and in marriage is precisely because men have not lived up to their own end of the bargain. And so people now think masculinity is toxic, families and patriarchy uh, are what's killing the world and on and on. I think it's just because men have not lived up to their own end of the bargain. And that's the reason why I'm only going to speak about hint at some of the um, yardsticks um, for men. So I've already been through reverence uh, for the home front. And then there's this idea of self-sacrificial fatherhood, whether in the West or in Tivland, where I'm from, or Iboland or with the Eskimos. There's this idea, ideally, that the father is the last line of defense and he's going to shed his blood if need be to protect his wife and his children. That's almost a near universal. Luckily for us, we don't have, well, for most people anyway, for our unfortunate uh, brothers and sisters um, in the Northeast uh, and then in other parts of the world, yes, uh, fathers do face that stark reality because bandits come in the middle of the night and they actually have to, you know, grab a machete and ward off the invaders so that uh, mommy and the kids can get to safety. So um, it's my prayer that uh, we listeners will never be put in that um, situation in our marriages. But that is one thing that is a near universal. So as a father, you're expected to sacrifice yourself for the family. For most of us, that's not going to be a problem. So I guess it's just a question of seeing how this self-sacrificial standard um, applies in these days. Then there's also, in a cultural sense, this uh, model of education uh, of uh, fatherhood and apprenticeship. So um, I learned from my father and I teach my children and part of teaching the children is basically, you know, the kids coming along with me on an apprenticeship, not just in a, in a vocational sense, but then um, through life. So I'm always walking th- uh, through life with my children with the understanding that um, they are my apprentices and there's something that I'm trying to impart from them. This, uh, uh, and this is some, something that is almost uh, universal in most um, societies, this whole thing of um, the fatherhood uh, apprenticeship uh, model. So um, I'm not meant to be a lord over uh, my kids or to dominate them, but self-sacrifice for them. And actually I'm here because there's stuff that I'm a custodian of that I I am meant to teach them. So we've already gone over 10 minutes, so I'm not going to 
I go on and on and on. But this is just an example of how, if we think about it a little deeply, we can find that there's a beautiful objective reality that we are aiming for. And we're better off trying to discover what is this thing and then conform to it. Because if it's a matter of what does marriage mean for me, there are some of my friends who say, I will not come and kill myself. And so, because of that, they want to, they feel like they don't have to be answerable to anyone. They don't have to be answerable to their wives or to their children because, hey, I cannot come and kill myself. Life is tough. And that's kind of what you get when you start thinking of what does marriage mean for you. And of course, in that kind of situation, um, if the man has all the power and the money in the relationship, of course, he can make that work that I'm not going to answer to anyone because I beg, I cannot come and kill myself. If I want to flex, let me flex. If I want to come home, let me come home. Like, just leave me be. Shebi, I've promised you fidelity. I'm not sleeping with anybody. So just do your thing. Let me do my thing. So let's have this objective reality that we're looking for, uh, we're trying to discover, and let's try to conform to it. And so, uh, like I said, I think the question has always been, how do we adapt these principles to our present circumstances. So our grandparents did their bit. Our parents did their bit. It's now our own time. How can we adapt whatever principles that we discover to our modern circumstances? But the journey should always be, or rather the goal should always be to discover these principles first. So if you happen to be looking at stuff on Instagram or attending marriage seminars and stuff like that, please always remember that the question isn't what does marriage mean for you? But it's what does marriage mean? Full stop. So thank you very much for listening to the So You're Getting Married podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, Abuja-based photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.